Words appear sequentially. Crime Crushers. Featuring Donna Judd. On whose blind life is it anyway? The Blind Perspective Network. Sponsored by VIP Tech. Episode 26 Train Sets for Tristan. An Accessible Media Incorporated original production. No one really knew what happened or quite when it did. One minute the little boy was playing with a train set in a store, and a split second later, he was gone. To make things even more confounding, all of his buddies were dressed alike and examining similar train sets. At first and second glance, they all looked alike in many ways. Who could have wanted to take young Tristan Drinkwater and why? Hello there, it's Detective DJ and welcome to yet another week of Crime Crushers. We hope that you have enjoyed listening to us as much as we have enjoyed bringing these episodes to you. And we hope that you're all having a terrific week as we are. And for this coming week, which is the last week of our second season, we are bringing you a very special episode. So without much further ado, let's climb into this episode. It's called Train Sets for Tristan. And let's see how far we get with you solving this mystery. You probably would have heard the descriptions to this episode already, but let's just recap a little bit by telling you about our team. We have Dr. Shea Harrington, resident psychologist, who always has something to say, who always speculates on why the perpetrator killed the victim. We have Chip Sanderson, our resident crime scene investigator. He is also my right-hand man. We have Dr. Ryan Martini, who is a crime scene specialist, and Dr. Ryan is always on hand when the crime takes place. He's always there at the crime scene. We have Dr. Nick Gasquet. Dr. Nick is our resident pathologist who's always there to pronounce how the victim was killed. And finally, we have Alex Kirchhoff, our young sleuth, our young computer whiz kid, our computer guru, who always has questions to help you solve the mystery. We're at a crime scene where the mall is crowded with holiday shoppers. There's noise everywhere. Parents and kids are rushing madly from store to store. Just think of it. It's the holiday season. Everyone's happy. Everyone's in a terrific mood. Other shoppers are walking briskly by. There is goodwill to each other and lots of cheer all around. Even Santa is in his house today. And... He greets everyone as they pass by. Every now and then, Santa lets out a rich laugh of ho, ho, ho. The smell of cakes and cookies are wafting throughout the mall. 
Mm-mm. Baking cakes and cookies. I can just smell it now. Bells and whistles and sounds of Christmas rise and fall. Children are laughing. Adults are greeting each other. And there are other shouts of joy just resonating around us all. There are about 15 preteen boys standing in a line. And they are all standing against a wall. They're all dressed alike in red hockey jerseys, black pants, and red sneakers. Just think of this scene. 15 preteen boys in red jerseys, black pants, and red hockey jerseys, all standing against a wall. Now, to the casual eye, they all seem to look alike. They are about the same size, and they're wearing the same clothes. Off to the side is standing a mom and her little girl. The little girl is holding tightly to her mom's hand, and they're both sobbing profusely. Young Tristan Drinkwater seems to have been kidnapped. One minute, he was with his teammates looking at train sets in a huge and crowded toy store. The next minute, young Tristan had vanished. Tristan is missing, and the police have been summoned. Well, this is supposed to be a very frolicky scene, holiday scene, but this is what it is. And according to Dr. Shea, as I told you, she always has something to say. Dr. Shea thinks the following. She thinks that this crime has taken place in a crowded mall because she feels that this is where the perpetrator felt was the best place. I don't know how she knows this, but this is her theory. And she thinks that the perfect occasion would be when young Tristan would have been with his teammates. And Tristan's reason for having been there was that Tristan and his hockey mates were out on a shopping trip. That's according to our Dr. Shay. Now, let's go further and look at some of the possible motives that our Chip Sanderson has identified. There was a nasty custody battle presently taking place. It could also have been a possible kidnapping. Which of the two? Chip further goes on to let us know that some persons of interest could be A. Rick Drinkwater, who is Tristan's father, or Daniel Pomerand, who was a hockey coach. Now let's go on to the investigation and see what else our chip has to tell us. Tristan Drinkwater was the son of Rick and Farrah Drinkwater. He had one sibling whose name was Carrie, but about a year ago the Drinkwaters had split up. And right at the present time, they were engaged in a nasty custody battle. At the present time, Farrah Drinkwater had custody of both Tristan and Carrie Drinkwater, the two Drinkwater children, but Rick was now suing for sole custody. It always happens in such 
marriages when things go wrong. Farah had started to date somebody else, and Rick had felt that Farah's boyfriend was not good enough to raise his kids. The couple had split up because of Rick's infidelities. Farah had caught Rick cheating through the exchange of some text messages between him and his girlfriend. My, 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 he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar. She was now suing for a divorce, and now he was suing for sole custody. So, he was suing for sole custody because he did not like Farah's boyfriend, and she was suing for sole custody because she caught him cheating. Farah was a promising lawyer, and her present boyfriend Gareth was also a very promising lawyer. Rick was a well-known ice hockey player agent. At first, Rick had begged Farah to let them start over, but Farah had have none of it because she had caught Rick cheating with her cousin, Aaron. And this is why she was so adamant that she wanted a divorce. Up until his parents had split, Tristan Drinkwater had been a very happy little boy. He was an A student and a very promising hockey player, and he loved his parents and his sister dearly. His parents splitting up had begun to affect his work and his play. Tristan had kept a diary of his thoughts, and his diary had revealed that he had wanted to run away because of the constant arguing between his parents. Tristan wrote as follows. He hated his dad for what he had done to the family, but he still loved his dad. His dad was his hero. His mom and sister Carrie were his best friends. He would plan to run away and take his sister Carrie and their dog Liffy with them. As soon as he could figure out how to do it, he would do it. He was not sure that Carrie would go, but he was certain that Liffy would. Tristan had somehow left his diary behind, and this was an important piece of evidence. Rick would have done anything to get sole custody of his children, and this included the hiring of an investigator to follow Farah and to put together a dossier on her activities. He had even thought of coming to the house one day while Pharaoh was at work and telling the nanny that he had wanted to take the kids shopping. Then he would take them and not bring them back. Tristan was playing in a very prestigious hockey league. It was a very competitive league and Coaches were extremely high on having their teams do as well as possible. One of the coaches in particular was extremely competitive, and he had wanted to have Tristan on his team. But Tristan's mom would not allow her son to be on that team, because she did not like the coach's methods nor his personality. The coach had approached Kristen's dad, but he had agreed with his wife, saying that he did not want young Tristan to be on the coach's team 
in any way, shape, or form. Tristan's teachers had spoken to the parents about Tristan, letting them know that they were really concerned about Tristan falling back in his work. And even Tristan's coach had approached the parents to let them know how he felt as well. The coach, after being told by the Drinkwaters that they did not want young Tristan on his team, was now determined to get Tristan on his team. He was devious and he had a nasty temper. He was also known for his bullying tactics. Now, everyone close to Tristan knew that he was supposed to have been going shopping on this fateful day. Farah and Carrie accompanied Tristan to the mall and they were supposed to have been meeting up with Tristan's teammates. Some of the parents of the boys were also supposed to have been coming along to the shopping trip. Tristan's dad was supposed to have met them there, but he was late in arriving and did not see when Tristan went missing. The coach who had wanted Tristan on his team, Daniel Pomerand, was not supposed to have been in the mall that day, but he had been found there and he had been found later on shopping in the mall all by himself. He had known that Tristan was coming to the mall that day with his teammates. Well, this is a very, very intriguing scene, a very anxious scene for everyone who knows Tristan, especially his mum and sister, and maybe his dad, who knows. So let's look at the suspects or the persons of interest that our chip has identified. Rick Drinkwater, the father of Tristan Drinkwater. He had sued for full custody of Tristan and his sister Carrie, and he would do anything to get his kids. Daniel Pomeran, he had wanted to make a statement about wanting Tristan on his team. That's the type of person he was. Well, there's nothing for Dr. Nick Gasquet to do today. So here's what we have for you in addition to what we've just told you. None of Tristan's clothes were missing. His dog, Liffy, was at home with his nanny. And Tristan had vanished into thin air. How could this have happened? This is what I think could have happened based on the reports and based on the discussions I've had with my team. Tristan probably disappeared as the boys milled around in the mall in this particular store looking at train sex. This was one of Tristan's favorite toys, playing with train sets. Tristan did not seem to have put up a fight, and the rest seemed to be very easy. So let's go over the crime scene here. We have a mall that is filled with holiday shoppers. We have adults who are greeting each other, children running around shouting to each other, 
bells and whistles and the sounds of Christmas everywhere. The smell of baking cookies and bread wafting through the mall. Mm-mm-mm. And we have 15 preteen boys who have been lined up against a wall, all dressed in red hockey jerseys, black pants, and red sneakers. They're almost all the same size. They all seem to look alike to the uh, casual eye. Tristan's mum and sister are standing close by, sobbing profusely because they believe that Tristan has been kidnapped. Now, according to Dr. Shea, she thinks that the perpetrator or kidnapper took Tristan on this particular day in the mall when no one would be looking. Tristan's reason for being there was that he was on a shopping trip with his teammates and the occasion was just a shopping trip. Now, the suspects that Chip has identified are Rick Drinkwater, Tristan's dad, Daniel Pomeran, the nasty bullying coach. Now, I'm going to let young Alex Kirchhoff give you a bunch of questions that could help you to solve this mystery. Alex is always very good at giving hints and tips in order to solve this, so let's see what he comes up with, and I'll meet you on the other side by giving you some revelations based on Alex's questions, okay? Who could have had the best chance to kidnap Tristan? Could the diary have yielded any important info for investigators? Who could have known that Tristan loved to play with train sets? Was it an important detail that none of Tristan's clothes were missing? Or that his dog Liffy was at home? Right then, so let's go to the revelations for this week. Who could have had the best chance? Could it have been Rick Drinkwater? Because he knew that his son was supposed to have been going shopping that day. But Daniel Pomeran could also have known because he had been keeping close tabs on Tristan's movements. The diary did yield some important info for investigators. And it eventually helped to solve the crime. Now, both Rick Drinkwater and Daniel Palmer knew that Tristan liked to play with train sets. Daniel also knew everything about Tristan's likes and dislikes. And it was also important that none of Tristan's clothes were missing. And important too, that Liffy the dog was at home and had not been taken. So folks, who did it? Who took Tristan Drinkwater? How did the little boy vanish into thin air without anybody seeing him? I have to tell you that again, we all missed the boat on this mystery. Tristan orchestrated his own disappearance. He 
have been so despondent with his own parents separating that he had decided to run away. Later on, he would come for his sister and his favorite little dog. Somehow, he forgot to take his diary with him that morning, but he had written down what he was going to do. The diary had been found way at the back of his closet under a loose floorboard. My, my, Tristan was a very ingenuous little boy. But investigators have not found this diary until the next day. So let's see how this mystery unfolded. Tristan had waited until no one was looking. And as his teammates played with the train sets, he made his move. He pretended that he was going to the washroom, but then he took another turn. And no one was really watching as he did this. Then he walked out of the store and headed for Santa's house. He told Santa that he was supposed to be meeting a friend there. And he asked Santa if he could sit at the back of his house because he was not feeling very well. Santa agreed readily and when Tristan got to the back of his house he took off his red hockey jersey and his black pants and below that he was wearing a pair of jeans and an ordinary t-shirt. He stuffed the hockey jersey and pants in a corner of Santa's house and when Santa was busy and not looking he snuck out of the house and walked away. He then left the mall and walked to a nearby church where he always went with his parents in Cary. And there he told the minister what he had done. By this time, Tristan was hungry, tired, and very scared. But the minister was very kind to Tristan and told him that he would help him to get out of trouble. After feeding him and letting him take a small nap, he took him home to his mom and sister. And he had also phoned Rick Drinkwater to let him know that his son was safe and sound. So there you have it, folks. Tristan Drinkwater orchestrated his own kidnapping because he was very sad. He was very unhappy. We've enjoyed bringing these mysteries to you. We hope that you have enjoyed listening to them. We wish you a terrific week. We thank you for stopping by to listen to us. And we hope we see you again in the not-too-distant future. Take care of yourselves and bye for now. This has been Crime Crushers. On whose blind life is it anyway? The Blind Perspective Network. Catch Crime Crushers every Wednesdays. On whose blind life is it anyway? 
sponsored by VIP Tech.